0: What's up, y'all? Welcome to another week of The Goalink Show. My name is Ben. I am the founder of Goalink, which is a goal-setting community providing growth junkies, which I hope is you, with weekly challenges to avoid complacency. So if you're looking to grow and develop consistently, you're in the right place. These challenges are inspired by different brands to bring you new ways to improve yourself on a weekly basis. You can kick back and watch me take on these exciting and uncomfortable challenges. You can check the content on Instagram, Facebook, or YouTube at Golink Group, or you can join me, which I hope everyone does. So, the Golink Show, this podcast, recounts experiences from the achievers of the world, but not just the success. We delve into the challenges and the struggle that we all face. How do we find the will to push through? What role do motivation, discipline, and even failure play in our lives? Let's talk about the process and not just the result. We discuss this and much more on the show Thanks for tuning in. This week, we have my friend Colby on the show, a friend that I met in Greenville, South Carolina. Um, He's just a fellow, like, knowledge seeker, just a good dude who likes to go within and discover more about life. He's a dreamer. He's passionate. He's done quite a few things, like he's an ex-musician, a model. And we talk about breakups, loss, the healing process, and how we have grown through them. Like, me and him, what's our experience with them. He even talks, he opens up about experiencing panic attacks. I don't know much about those, so that was really cool to discuss that with him. We talk about confronting death. We talk about fears. And we talk about the story of how he first got signed to a modeling agency and his vision going forward. He's a dope dude. This is a cool conversation. Let's get into it. So you ready to go, dude? (sighs) Yeah, let's do this. Let's Colby, what up man? Welcome to the GoLink Show, my dude.
1: What's up, man? Thank you so much for having me on.
0: <laughs> that wasn't awkward at all. Are we recording? Yeah, we're recording, dude. Nice. Let's but do this, this is this is what it's about. This is about the process. Um, Colby, thanks for joining me, dude. Um we're just gonna have a conversation and I know it's different than the conversations we've had because we actually have a mic in our face.
1: Yeah, this is the, uh, what do they call it? The, uh, uh-huh. the humble beginnings.
0: This is the humble beginnings currently. I mean, it's a little bit different since we're on the fifth floor in a very nice apartment in like Greenville, like downtown, but, but there's levels, but we're laying on the floor.
1: <laughs> I have a chair <laughs> caressing my, I, I literally have my, my legs underneath this chair and, uh, I have the microphone on top of the chair and, uh, Dude, I, I honestly probably wouldn't rather have it any other way, though. This is dope. <laughs> we have perfect lighting that I was just bragging about or I know, boasting I mean, about here.
0: I know. That's what I love about this apartment is the natural lighting. But anyway, dude, um, we first got introduced because when I first moved to Greenville a few months ago, I was just searching for people, like like-minded people on Instagram, like people our age do. <laughs> I think. I don't know. <laughs> um, but Definitely. I messaged you. I can't remember. I actually kind of want to look what I said. I'll I'll probably, I'll say in the intro what I said to you. Mm-hmm. Um, do you remember what you thought when I first messaged you? Dude, honestly, I remember, I remember seeing it and I was
1: like, holy crap, another guy like me.
0: Really? Yeah. Because, that quickly? Why?
1: No, because, okay. So my, my thing is this, um, and perfect example today. Okay. So <laughs> this is probably not much context for you guys, but Today, when I was at the gym, I know um, this guy and he's he's a police officer uh, here. And um, I I saw him like what I recognize him in uniform, but outside of uniform, it's kind of hard to you know what I'm saying? Like, you you see the
0: tan guy who's working out. Yeah. 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 I I won't say his
1: name. Yeah. I won't say his name. But so, you know, we were walking around each other and everything. And I kept, I kept telling myself, yo, I know that guy from somewhere. I know that guy from somewhere. Mm -hmm. And then finally I walked up to him and I was like, dude, I was like, what's up? And I know exactly who he is. He knows exactly who I am. Mm -hmm. But the thing is, it took me stepping out in order to realize that I actually knew this guy. Mm. And so... That's somebody that I've always, I feel like I've always been, I've always been that guy to like go out of my way and and meet somebody or say hi to somebody that I know or, or something like that. Because I know in my brain, I feel like it's not going to happen. Like the, you know, they only speak when spoken to rule. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, I'm, I'm kind of like contrary to that. And so, you know, I say all that to say is like, I I stepped out and spoke to him. Mm. If I hadn't, then he probably would not have said a word to me. So the reason why I, I, you know, connect that to you speaking to Mm -hmm. me is that, um, you actually reached out to me, you know what I'm saying? And had you not reached out to me, then we probably would have not made this connection. You know what I'm saying? And so, when I recon- or when I saw that message that you you sent to me, I was like, "Yo, that's so cool!" This guy, like, I mean, it was it was. What does the message say? You were you were super super chill, and you were just like, "Hey man, hold on, keep just, talking, let me find." Yeah, it. you were like, "Hey man, just moved over here from uh from Utah, and uh, you're like, I'm just trying to expand, you know, network or whatever whatever it was, and you were like, I'm just trying to meet some people around here and um you know, shoot around, do whatever.
0: <laughs> oh shoot. So you ba- bet you better bring it up. I sent on my personal one. <laughs> I think it's on Golink one, so I'll, yeah, yeah. so I'll look it up later. Yeah, it's on Golink. Um, Actually, dude, I might be able to Yeah, anyways. Anyways. <laughs> um But yeah, and then we were kind of texting, trying to like meet up or whatever. Um it didn't work out. And then I saw you at this fashion week premiere party, which you are a model for, which I want to talk about. <laughs> um and then while you were a little tipsy, but still, you were still co- coherent.
1: Yes, I definitely was. <laughs> oh, okay. I remember this now. Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> okay. Well, because, because you a, didn't remember. No,
1: because there was a couple, there were a couple parties for, for fashion week that we had to go to. Mm-hmm. So I just remember, um, no, that was super cool, man. You, dude, you know, you know what's funny about you? You're actually mm. a lot tall. Like you're, you're a lot bigger in person, like taller. Mm. And I was like, Holy crap. This dude's like pretty freaking tall. How, t- how tall are you? 6'2"? Six 6'1". Six six you're 6'1"? Yeah. So I'm taller than you? Yeah, you're definitely taller. Holy cow. I didn't realize
0: that. What are but, you,
1: 6'2"? Yeah, like 6, yeah, just about 6'2", I think. I'm like 6'2 mm-hmm. and like three quarters. But thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah, man. for sure, man. Definitely. Take that as a compliment <laughs> for sure. Because everyone, you know, yeah. females like six foot and over. So there you go.
0: There you go, dude. Perfect. Um, <laughs> And we had, it was funny, dude. We just had like, do you remember that conversation at all, though?
1: We hit it off, and we were talking about <laughs> our, our personal stuff. Yeah, I remember that conversation. Yeah, like I don't remember. I don't know about. I don't know how much I can talk about it on air,
0: but dude. You can talk about it all, man. Like, yeah. yeah, it was personal. I was telling you. I mean, yeah, I can't remember exactly, but just, you know, this girl situation, mm-hmm. and we both. Had oh, a very, okay. S- very I know. I know. why.
1: <laughs> we both had a very similar.
0: I, I know why you are. You thinking about the thing I told you about? Why we can't? Yeah, I told you something pretty.
1: I don't know. I, I think I was I think I was just saying that more so because it's like just personal information. Yeah, it's funny. I mean, and I can definitely talk about mine. I'm I'm totally open to talk about mine. Yeah, I'm open to talking about I mean without it. using names obviously, but
0: <laughs> but no, I remember I just told you this thing out. I'll, I'll tell you after that. I was like, "Wow, dude, that was pretty personal." But anyway, on the way here, so we worked out at the gym, walked back to the apartment, um and we were talking about relationships and you were saying You dated this girl for seven years, Mm -hmm. and you broke up with her. Did you break up with her, or did she break up with you, or is it mutual?
1: I think, so, I mean, dating her for seven years, I think we both broke up with each other a few times Mm -hmm. um, over the course of seven years. But for the last and final time, it was me that broke up with her in uh, January of 2015. So,
0: yeah, dude, seven years. I mean, granted, you're young, and you started dating when you were teenagers, but what... What was it after seven years that you were finally like, this is it, like, no more,
1: man? So it was crazy because I, the whole, I met this girl mm-hmm. through a mutual friend, um, online on Facebook, I think it was, or MySpace back in the day. It was MySpace. <laughs> yes, that's yeah, and um, and I started talking to her. It was just kind of my friends all made fun of me in in, in high school because I was the guy that had a cyber girlfriend. And they would always be like, "Okay, she doesn't exist." Now She's it's not. normal. Yeah, right. And now you have Tinder and Bumble mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff. But um, and so back then, dude, it was it was I I was such an outcast, you know. And I met her, you know, through that. And then eventually, I met her. I think on Halloween. Uh, it was actually Halloween night back in like mm. two thousand two thousand eight. I want to say nice, two thousand seven, two thousand eight. And, uh, yeah, so we just started, we started dating and she was my girlfriend sophomore year. I think I was 16. So when you're 16, you're in sophomore year. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I was sophomore and, uh, she was sophomore as well. So we just started dating and we dated all through high school and, and then, uh, we moved out to South Carolina together and, um yeah man it was it was awesome but to to answer your question you said why why did we you after know,
0: seven years why did it finally yeah so after seven end?
1: years i feel like after a few years people ask like well so when are you guys getting married and all this stuff but i really just wanted to wait and make sure that she was you know the one and yeah. all that kind of stuff and um I, I feel like you know 16 to 22 in particular such a pivotal age dude such a pivotal age i mean I'm 26 now, mm-hmm. and I can I can be humble enough to say I still don't even know myself. Mm-hmm. Yep. I have no idea who I am. I I've I've done a you know a bunch of cool things in my life, which we can get into. Yeah. Um, I feel like, but like at the same time, dude, I have no idea who I am. I don't know what I want to be. I don't, you know what I'm saying. I don't mm-hmm. have a clear trajectory at the moment, and so uh, as, as far as people, we grew so far apart, you know, to where I kind of hated the person that she became and she hated the person that I became. But at the same time, we didn't even know each other. So it was like a false sense of identity. You know what I'm saying? It's like, yeah, it was just, it was super toxic. It became super toxic. And I found myself doing things to kind of spite her and she found herself doing things to kind of spite me. And, you know, it just became super toxic.
0: Yeah. uh, I mean, yeah. 16 to 22, you're going to change a lot. Yeah, definitely. You know, like... Tenfold. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, that, that makes sense. And then for context, you mentioned earlier that you moved down to South Carolina. So, you guys were from Connecticut. Your mm-hmm. mom moved down here, right? Right, right. And then you came here to visit. Yeah, yeah. So. And then all of a sudden, you just said, we're, we're moving down.
1: <laughs> so, literally, we were supposed to come down for two weeks vacation in November of 2011. And uh, I was just, like I told you earlier, um, we talked you know, off, off audio off yeah. podcast. And I was telling you, man, I was just, I was broke, busted and, and disgusted. And I, I kind of just didn't want to be in Connecticut anymore. I was just doing the same old stuff, just like, um, and I was bored and I hated it and I wanted to get out. So we, we came down here for two weeks vacation and she was actually the same, you know, it, it's not like I pulled her out here. She was, you know, hating her job too. I think she was working at like fast food or I forgot what it was. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're young, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> whatever. And so we came down originally for two weeks vacation. And I think like the fourth day we were both calling our families and our jobs, telling them that we were not coming Mm -hmm. back and uh, everybody thought we were crazy. And, but yeah, we did that dude. And we didn't look (laughs) back. We didn't look back. So it was fun, man. We had a great time. Um, She's actually back in Connecticut now and she has a little boy. She just had a little boy, I think like a year and a half ago, maybe two years ago. Yeah, super cute kid. Isn't that I'm wild? Like,
0: how much can just change? Yeah, it's nuts. Nice. Dude, so you it's broke nice. up with this person four years ago, and she has a kid. Yeah, and she's a completely different person. Yeah, and it's so like crazy. It's, it's crazy, but I, it's sweet. Like that's what's life. That that is what life's about.
1: And, and and dude, just to kind of talk on that, it's just there's one thing that makes that amazing, and it's time.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Time. You know what I'm saying? Like, because in the moment, like when you know, while we're breaking up and whatnot, I. I was so possessive. I feel like men, people in general just get possessive, but men in particular, because that's, you know, you literally, like, that's that's my baby. You know what I'm saying? I, I can't imagine that girl with anybody else. Like, you know, there was first times, so many first times with this girl and mm. all that kind of stuff for, for everything, It is, you know? Um, and it's just crazy to... To experience, to go through these these changing times and whatnot, and mm-hmm. and you never think you're gonna make it out. I mean, all of us when we break up with somebody, we're like, okay, I'm I'm gonna die, mm-hmm. because you just your your emotions and you let your heart yeah. and your ego get in the way, and uh, and you feel like you're not gonna be able to make a full recovery. But the thing is, man, like what I've learned is through everything, and not even just breakups, but like. When you, when time comes into play and like I, well, I was telling you the stuff earlier, like, and you just do the foundational things in your day yeah. that you need to do, you know, um, working out, eating decent. I mean, not everybody has access to eat clean all the time. So eating decent, working mm-hmm. out, you know, showering, even just that, eating, that, it sounds so menial, but like, yeah, just eating in general. Um, because I remember when her and I broke up, uh, I was in Connecticut still and I was, I was living with my dad and dude i went through i spiraled through a horrible horrible depression and uh like i was telling you earlier i've always been known as the happy go lucky dude that's like literally just like so many different friend groups and always in and out of you know friends houses and doing stuff and social events and all that kind of stuff just as extroverted as you possibly can be like not even knowing like or have experienced what ex- being an introvert is you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. and uh and so like I never understood people's depression until then. And then dude, when I when we broke up, man, I I literally like it's kind of embarrassing to say, but like I literally did not shower some some weeks, like because I physically could not lift weeks myself.
0: Weeks at a time like No,
1: so. not weeks, but like I'm saying I didn't go weeks at a time, but like a full week. One week I would get, yeah, without without showering or, or or a few or a few days, maybe not a week, but a few days because <laughs> that's just yeah. I mean, but dude, it's the small like the rudimentary things to your day. That, that you are completely mindless because it's so easy when, you're, when your mind is at, at a decent health. Um, those things when you're depressed are so hard to do. It's like li- literally being at like the bottom of a mountain and looking up and being like, okay, a shower is at the <laughs> pinnacle right there, but I have no idea how to climb. Mm-hmm. You know, and, uh, and so that's what my depression turned into, man. And it was tough. It was really, really tough.
0: And I think, thanks for... I mean, talking about that, because I think depression, sadly, is becoming a bit of a buzzword nowadays. It's, Hype, yeah. It's, you it's, know, it's like, I'm depressed. Mm-hmm. And for me, I was actually talking to my mom this week about, you know, for me, like, I moved to Greenville, like, and I, I met this girl the first night I was here. And I was like, oh, look at you, man. You know, like Rico Suave. Over <laughs> oh, yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. First and,
1: night he's here, he meets a girl. <laughs>
0: through online apparatuses oh okay there you go
1: <laughs> yeah no but you know what you were just talking about earlier like mm-hmm. five years ago we would have been the outcasts but now mm-hmm. five years later people who are not on
0: those websites are the outcasts
1: yeah i've recently quit them all just to you know challenge myself
0: and not, not Ooh, challenge like myself
1: that. but just to stay off of it and try to be organic yeah, well,
0: and yeah and organic and just like any social media it can just like you get anxious and you do it for not the person you do it for validation of yourself right ego 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 it's all about ego yeah i did so like i met this girl dude and no joke i thought in my head i was like dude she's the one like this is it Mm. like the first night you know and i've never ever ever had that thought you know in 28 years of my life and because I've always heard people talk about that. Yeah. And I've never, it's so cliche. You always hear people talk about yeah. that. And I was like, what are you guys talking about? Always. Like, you know, like breakups, I'll be fine. I'm over it in two days yeah, and or whatever. I, and that's not discounting relationships I've had in the past, mm-hmm. you know, like I've learned a lot and they've gotten better and better and I wish the best for everyone. Like I truly do. But for some reason it was just like, boom, you know, like it just hit me and it just clicked and it was like easy and awesome and then yeah like we ended or whatever and for the first time I was telling you this earlier like i understood for the first time what like what true heartbreak was like for the first time ever dude i like i dropped down to my knees like it hit me yeah you know like to t- yeah like it hit me just one night one one weekend night like a week or two after And I was alone like on a Saturday and I just like dropped down to my knees and no joke. Like I just started crying and like, and like saying the F word, which I never do, you know? Um, and it was just, dude, like it was so painful and I've never felt that before and it still sucks. Yeah. It's getting easier. Um, and like, I know all the right things to say to myself. Mm -hmm. Like I listen to podcasts, books, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. People come to me if ask things, but. It's diff- you just have to go through it.
1: And it's to to your point, man, I mean, I feel like nobody can ever discount what someone's going through, especially when it comes to a breakup or like loss or anything something like that. I think
0: loss, I think that's it's just it's that's yeah.
1: that, that's the thing is like because we get so and I've been through that same exact stuff before. So it doesn't mm-hmm. make you like any less of a man or anything to mm-hmm. like be able to admit that. Dude, I've been through that um kind of <laughs> a couple times. Actually, my last girlfriend that I dated I felt the same, the girl Mm -hmm. that I told you about. And uh, I was like, this is the one, this is the girl that I've had my eyes on. This is the girl that I've wanted to pursue for a while. And I, dude, you, your head goes to a complete different place and Mm -hmm. you almost, um, excuse me, you almost like rather be punched in the face 10 times (laughs) and feel that pain and have that take away, like the mental pain that you're going through. Cause yeah, it's just nuts, man. Um, so I definitely can relate to that feeling of, Mm -hmm. you know, like literally being like bare bones, like down stripped to nothing. Like,
0: you know, it's just a, it's a bad place. It's weird, dude. Like, like I made this video, it'll be out by the time this podcast is out. Like, like I truly felt for people when they said that they're going through loss or trauma, Uh but when they weren't, when they were still sad after two weeks or a month, I was like, come on, yeah. like get over it. Really? You know what I mean? That's like, that's literally uh gas to the flame though.
1: Like mm-hmm. saying that kind of stuff. Just like when someone's having a panic attack, yeah. the yeah. word just is the worst. Just stop thinking about it. <laughs> just don't yeah. have anxiety. Just don't just this, just that. It's like, uh-huh. yo, that's the worst thing to say. Just to don't anything. have
0: ex- Yeah. That's so funny. Right. It's like,
1: just breathe. Uh-huh. Just stop thinking about it. Just take a walk. Just do Yo, it's not just. I'm dying in my head right now. Like my whole mm. world is like being completely shaken up and rattled right now. You don't understand. Like mm-hmm. some things just have to be experienced to be understood.
0: Ooh, dude, hold on. We got to say that again. Some things need to be experienced to be understood. Right. I love that. actually. And so like
1: for you, which we were just speaking on when you're like, okay, you're, you broke up with X, Y, and Z, mm-hmm. you know, okay, I get it break up okay well let's go ahead and automatically assume that we have to prepare a week for him to be out of it broke busted and disgusted all (laughs) up in the fields right yeah and uh so you do that right and then after a week you see the dude and he's still like that you're like okay well i'm just gonna go ahead and be in my head about it you know try to give him some respect after two weeks you're like okay this dude's gotta get over it just like you were saying but the thing is man if you haven't experienced something like that, then you're not going to understand exactly where this dude's at. Cause I've also heard, I don't know if this is true, um, but I've heard that the amount of time that you spend with somebody, it takes half that amount of time to get over them. Mm. So, I mean, it's completely subjective and completely, you know, it's situational to the person. I mean, I'm sure that some of these gurus or some of these like religious leaders or whatever could get over their, x in like 24 <laughs> hours or however they can do it sell uh-huh. an ebook on it whatever <laughs> but um i mean dude if you're a real human being mm-hmm. it, it takes time you know it takes time whether that's a week whether that's years it takes time and nobody can say exactly how long it's gonna take you know what i'm saying
0: yeah i love that like and i've said this before but i really believe it now and i can totally empathize that like we can't compare traumas mm-hmm You might take 61 days. I might take 62 days. It's still different. Exactly. You know, um, have you ever had a panic attack? Dude,
1: I love this question. (laughs) I love talking about it now because I've like, I've graduated from anxiety. I like to say, um,
0: Ooh, so you think, but no, I think, no, but then it
1: comes up and bites you in the butt, (laughs) dude. I've had that happen as well. Mm -hmm. Um, as far as panic attacks though, I feel like I've, I have a really good, uh, peg on it now. I, so I've had a lot of panic attacks, bro, where I've, I thought that I was going to die. Straight up, I thought that I was going to die. My first one, huh. we were playing video games. I was probably 9 or 10. Really? Back in Connecticut. Yeah, we were all playing video games. It was actually when the first Grand Theft Auto ever came out <laughs> uh, for, I love P- it. for PS2. Uh-huh. It was Grand Theft Auto, um, not the first one, but it was San Andreas. And my dad had bought us um, a game called Burnout as well. Burnout was a super cool game, but we were playing San um, Grand Theft Auto San Andreas. I remember asking my my dad and my brother a question, like, I think it was about I don't know. It's just a really morbid game. <laughs> so so bear with me here. Yeah. But I think I remember asking them like, what happens when you die?
0: Your and, dad? What? You asked your dad?
1: I think I did. Yeah, I th- I I think it was either my dad or my brother.
0: Yeah, I mean Grand Theft Auto you're killing. Yeah, you're, you're just stealing yeah, cars. Yeah, you're killing
1: people. I mean this is the the, the perfect game for a 9-year-old, right? <laughs> <laughs> perfect yeah. influential game, right? Um wrong. Anyways, <laughs> but uh yeah, so I I remember asking them like what happens when you die. And my dad started telling me, but like, dude, you can't really how can you articulate that to a 9-year-old? Oh, well, you go away for a little while and you you know, you don't come back for like a like a like a long time. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I don't. Yeah. And, and so I started thinking about that and and marinating with that and dwelling on it and dwelling on it till to the point where I had to pause the game and I started like hyperventilating. So oh, so
0: in that same moment.
1: Oh yeah, in that same like it wasn't even it wasn't even five minutes after. Huh. Like I started really like ruminating on that and thinking about it hardcore, and uh, to the point where I started going into a full panic and I was breathing heavy. I was getting lightheaded. I had no idea what was going on and it was such a coincidence because I had just asked a question about what happens when you die. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so I'm I'm like literally in this panic thinking yeah. I'm going to die, you know? Interesting. And, uh, and so my dad, I remember he had to walk me, he took me outside and he had to walk me around the house like four or five times and it was late at night. So I, I had gone to bed right after it happened, but, and it was fine. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, that was my first panic attack, man. Yeah. And uh, it, another funny thing about it is like, when I told you earlier, th- some things have to be experienced to be understood. I never knew like what a panic attack felt like. Cause I've, I had seen, I had a buddy growing up that he always had like panic attacks really badly. And I never understood, you know what I'm saying? I was mm. like, always like, man, what what's going on? Like he's freaking out. Like, is he just playing? Like, is he messing around? Is he doing this for attention? Like he's hyperventilating and he's breathing hard and you know, his, his arms are getting tense and all that kind of stuff. Like, I don't know what's going on, but then dude, when I finally had my first panic attack, I was like, this is what he went through. You know what I'm saying? Even as a nine-year-old, you're thinking that? Dude,
0: as a nine-year-old, yeah. You're a woke nine-year-old, dude.
1: Well, I mean, at that, just on that, just on my anxiety. <laughs> anything else, I was still a normal nine-year-old. Yeah.
0: That's just one thing that I learned. So what did we do? Like, if you were to have a panic attack right now, how would I coach you through it? Oh, dude. Um, just get over it, dick. Yeah, yeah. Just get <laughs> over
1: it or I'm going to throw you out the window off the fifth story balcony. No, honestly, man, I don't even know. I think... I'm so I'm so good at it now. I'm not gonna say I'm I'm a perf- like perfect at it or um, like a professional, just because like you said, it could it can come up and bite you in the butt, mm-hmm. like at the random the most random times. Um, but I'm really good at it now. I uh, I know how to control it. And for someone who's who might be listening that does have anxiety really badly and might be going through it or have you know have panic attacks, maybe I mean maybe even today, maybe you had a panic attack. I'm not really gonna be able to give you like. Super tangible advice, just because everybody's different. You know, when I when I first when I went through uh, anxiety really badly before my my breakup that I was mm-hmm. going through, I had panic attacks all the time, man. And I I took to YouTube, Google, all that kind of stuff. I was reading books, and this was actually when I got into personal development as well, mm. around then. Um, and nothing ever worked for everybody. You know what I'm saying? Some people say do this crazy things with your fingers and it, everything like deters your mind that's all it's supposed to do it's just supposed to deter your mind so you change your breathing you can go for a run you can do all these different things um but it's really just like honing in your mind and just realizing um that you can control it i think the best thing for me was that i became real with myself i Mm -hmm. became real and what i mean by that is like my biggest fear when I had panic attacks was dying. I did not want to die I and, and passing out, like passing out and dying for some reason. Like I had, I don't know why I can I couldn't tell you now. Um, They're not big fears now <laughs> for me. I'm 26 mm-hmm. year old dude now and uh, I don't really fear those things, but I, uh, those, those were the things that I was like terrified of and now I, um, I'm cool with it. But I, 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 what was I, I was just going on a thought.
0: Oh, as far as for me, like if, if I'm not having a panic attack, but someone I know or love is, what can I do to help them out in that moment?
1: Okay. Yeah. Um, I think for me, what used to work was physical touch. Hmm. So if I, because I'm, I'm having like an out of body experience, you know what I'm saying? If Mm -hmm. I'm, if I'm going through a crazy panic, I'm currently having what feels like an out-of-body out of, out of body experience. I'm I, like, I can look at my hand and my hand doesn't look like or feel like it's attached to me. You know what I'm saying? I can look at my feet and my legs don't feel like they're on the floor. All that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, that's how my panic attacks used to get. And my sister, she has them, has them like that as well. Um, and so, physical touch, man. Like, constricting, too. Like, hugging. You know what I'm saying? Just, gra- like, grabbing my arm or something or just, like, patting my back. Like rub my head, something like that. That to me is like practical that somebody can do mm. uh, in the moment to help somebody
0: kind of combat a panic attack. Okay, cool. That helps. And that's probably what I would have done. So yeah, go me. Yeah. It would have <laughs> looked
1: weird like some like, housekeeping walks in I'm like, oh, what are you guys doing? Like you're just sitting there rubbing my head. You're having a panic attack. Get out. <laughs> He's having a panic attack. Yeah, get, get out. Get out. Or bring us some like nutrition. <laughs> bring us some, some good healthy stuff. Nutrition. Maybe, maybe we can combat this.
0: You mentioned that you don't have any or you don't fear death right now, Mm -hmm. what do you fear?
1: What do I fear? Mm -hmm. What do I fear? What am I afraid of? Yeah, so (laughs) I came to terms with death, man. Oh, oh, that's what I was going to say earlier. Uh I'm just real with myself with my uh, panic attacks because I would get deeper into panic attacks if I thought about death. Be like, oh, I don't want to die. I don't want to die. I don't want to die all the time, right? Um, And sorry, this is getting a little morbid, but I'm just trying to paint the picture for you guys. Um, And so what I started to do was I started to say why am I so afraid of dying? If I die, I'm not going to know what the, what the heck is wrong with me, dude? Like, mm. why am I so afraid of dying? You know, like what, what's the big deal? What's the big deal with death? You know? And, and so I, I finally was like, okay, well I could live or I could die right now. And, either or it's, it's going to be completely fine no matter what happens. I know that sounds like a nihilist type of perspective, but like that, that's how I was able to get myself in a state of mind to where I was like, okay, I'm fine.
0: I'm really okay. Have you read the book meditations by Marcus Aurelius?
1: I haven't, but Marcus Aurelius is like incredible.
0: Yeah. Like, you know, Stoic philosophy, but essentially Mm -hmm. what he says is like, whether you died today, tomorrow, or in 50 years, it's still death and it's, Like, you're gonna be forgotten. Like it's yeah, it's a bit like morbid, but at the same time, it's focus on living. Then, yeah, like that's how you flip the positive. Instead of I don't want to die, I don't want to die, you change that to I'm gonna live, I'm gonna live. Exactly to the fullest.
1: Right, and and dude, honestly, like I feel like if anybody needs um, any advice that they could take and run with right now, I would say. That kind of stuff. It, the self-affirmation type stuff is mm-hmm. so cliche and nobody wants to hear that. But the thing is, if you actually start doing it, like people always say they don't want to hear it because those are the people that don't actually put those steps into place. And mm-hmm. they're like, oh, that's not going to work for me. I can't do that. No, like that's just BS. But the thing is, like me, I started telling myself, OK, if I die right now, it's OK. If I die right now, it's OK. You know because I would literally get myself into a panic attack by saying, I don't want to die. I don't want to die. I don't want to die. And it's not even happening, dude. Like the only thing that's happening is my, my heart rate is increasing, right? Just like it would, if I was working out, it's going fifty to 200 beats a minute. That's completely fine. <laughs> um, the heart rate is increasing and I'm convincing myself that I'm having a heart attack. But the thing is, like, do I convince myself that I'm having a heart attack when I'm working out? No, it's just a complete mind shift, you know? And so, like, when you're in a state of panic with anxiety, you're just dwelling on everything and thinking, oh, my gosh, this is contributing to the reason as to why I'm going to die right now. <laughs> like, anything, mm-hmm. you know? And so, yeah, it's just, man, I, I watched my sister have a panic attack one time, and um, this was after I had, quote-unquote, like I said, graduated my panic mm-hmm. attacks. So, I'm so glad I was there. Um for her, but dude, we were walking downtown one day and we had just eaten at uh what's the taco place over here. I used to go there all the time, right next to core. Oh
0: crap. Cantina 76. Cantina
1: 76. Thank you so much.
0: I've been Uh, here a few months and I know there we go. Yeah. 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 So
1: Cantina 76, we had, we had lunch and we were walking down and we got only to, um, the Greenville, uh, whatever that place is, the Greenville town hall. And she was like, Uh Hey, I'm like, I feel weird. And I was like, Oh, you're, you're okay. Just keep walking. <laughs> just keep walking, right? <laughs> just, yeah. just, just, just. Okay. uh, And I'm bad at it too, so <laughs> I'm human. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Um, Yeah, let's just keep walking. You're okay. And she's like, all of a sudden, she's like, "Wait, I see this like black dot in my vision." Huh? I'm like, what? She's like, D- wait, do you see that? And my sister was like, really, how like, old is she? She's 24. But okay. at the time, it was like she was probably like 21, 22. Okay. Uh, she's like, wait, do you see that? Do you see that black dot in your vision too? And I was like, Kelsey no I don't I don't see that no and uh and so she she's like oh she starts panicking and so it was a really hot summer day too <laughs> yeah. so she starts panicking I know what it re- see yeah. I I've experienced it before mm-hmm. so I understood what it feels like so mm-hmm. I'm seeing her dude she's winding right she's going crazy and so I I get her into uh the town hall where the AC was and dude she had a full-blown panic attack like cra- like worse, like 10 times worse than I ever had a panic attack mm. and uh we had to call EMS, everything. EMS came in and she passed out twice Whoa. on me. And I watched her hands and her fingers tense up so, so badly. Like they literally went like rock solid, dude. And I was like, Kelsey, stop, stop with your hands. Stop doing that. And she's like, I don't know what you're talking about. Like she was in and out of consciousness the whole time. Cause what happens, dude, is you, when you hyperventilate like that, your lungs fill up with um CO2 or mm-hmm. yeah, it's CO2, I think. And you have absolutely no no air in your lungs, so it's like almost like a suffocating yeah um, no oxygen yeah, you have no oxygen going through your through your blood or you know wow. and uh it was funny because like perspectives bro like the e m s guy got there, she passed out of me twice, and i'm at this point I'm trying to be a strong big brother mm-hmm. at this point it's like scaring the crap out of me e yeah. m s guy's like Oh, uh, it's just another day on the job. Just another day on the job. Oh, she's totally fine. Like, yeah. laughing. Like, you know, both of them, there was a male and a female. They're just like, oh, yeah, no, she's totally fine, man. And I'm just thinking, like, oh, my God, my sister's going to die. My yeah. sister's going to save her, do something. Like, I had never seen this. And um, so, yeah, that was, that was pretty crazy, man. But uh, panic attacks, they're definitely... It's the worst, man. And sometimes like I'd be out with my friends sometimes and it would just creep up on you and hit you, you know, it's because your subconscious mind is always going, always, always going, no matter what you're doing. If you have a task at hand, like us podcasting right now, I'm probably thinking about something right now in my subconscious mind.
0: Ooh, that is trippy. i never thought about that.
1: You know, and you're just like, and and usually what it stems from is like after, after the podcast, Mm -hmm. usually like the first thing that you think of is like your subconscious mind, like speaking up. It's something like that. I forgot what it is. And I don't want to mm. sound like a dummy or anything, but I've, I've read into a lot of that kind of stuff, but mm-hmm. yeah, like literally you could have a task at hand primarily while you're doing something. And then your subconscious mind is busy cooking something up. That's going to mess you over later. <laughs> <laughs> you're Damn thinking about you some subconscious girl, some, mind. Yeah. Some, whatever, whatever you might be thinking of. So.
0: All right, dude. So back to the hard hitting question. What are you afraid of? Oh, what
1: am I afraid <laughs> of? Okay. So I just talked for 20 minutes without answering that. What am I afraid of? What am I afraid yeah, of? Yeah, like
0: currently, like, is there anything like you truly oh, fear? And if there isn't, like, what are you struggling with right fear. now? Fear.
1: So, oh, gosh, what is, my, I hate to sound like oh macho, <laughs> but I don't know. I mean, maybe, maybe if mm-hmm. you mention a fear, I might be able to relate to it. Because huh. like, I think in life, the biggest fear that one can have, and I don't, I don't think it's all across the board, but I I mean, dude, like death, death is a big thing Mm -hmm. that people fear, but like, I'm not, I'm genuinely not afraid of it. Like right now.
0: Um, yeah, for me, it would be not living life to my fullest potential or like, not like doing absolute everything I can, like fully embracing, taking life by the horns, whatever you want to call it. But at the same time, I'm not afraid of that because I am doing everything I can. Right. If that makes sense.
1: You're where you need to
0: be. Yeah.
1: You know, like, and I, I think that even though that, that answer sounds cliche, I feel like all like, no, not all of us, but a lot of us, um, are the same way. I think my biggest fear would be not leading a legacy and not like, mm-hmm. I mean, actually, you know what? No, this is the thing. I want to be remembered when I'm gone. So legacy, that's probably my, my biggest fear is not being able to touch People's lives in a genuine manner, you know. Well, I, let
0: me challenge you. You'll be dead. So why would you care?
1: Because I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> because I mean, think about it. Think about yeah. all the people that you know. Like okay, like Jim Rohn. Jim Rohn's a huge, uh you know, provider of motivation and almost meditation for me in yeah. my life, and just good like good words. The guy, you know, he's passed since. And I like, mean, he's Tony
0: Robbins' mentor, which exactly yeah
1: that doesn't happen every day yeah <laughs> that, that kind of stuff doesn't happen every day but like for example you know jim Rohn. i mean i i still read a lot of his literature and books and all that kind of stuff and and he did it right you know it's a, to my to my perspective he did
0: it right okay cool you know? so this is good so what are your, you mentioned earlier that like okay you don't have a laser focused goal right now mm-hmm. but do you have any type of tangible big dream of how you want to get there or like what do you want to do to influence or have that impact like Jim Rohn?
1: Whoo, that's a good question, man. Um, I'm not sure. So like earlier when I was telling you that I've, I've done a bunch of things in my mm-hmm. life, uh, you know, being in the band, I've done some modeling stuff. I've done a few things in the fitness industry and whatnot. Mm-hmm. I've, I've always been kind of like coasting, you know, huh? And I've never been, I've never been one like, like the people who find what they want to do in their lives at such a young age. Like I commend them so much, man. And they have the laser focus. Like we all know that one guy who wanted to be a basketball player or wanted to be a baseball player his whole life. And now is professional. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm 26 at my age. I, I know a few yeah. professional buddies that are, you know, MLB players or even football players and stuff. And it's like, dude, the unwillingness to settle for anything less than that one goal and one dream you know what i'm saying and so they work day in and day out eat sleep and breathe nfl or mlb or whatever it might be whatever it might be you you might be an artist or a a musician anything like that the people we all have those friends that have like that laser laser focus and i in my life have just i guess i've never been someone that's had that i mean i was really really good at like baseball Mm -hmm. back in the day um but I shifted, you know what I'm saying? I, I found something else and, and music. And then from music, I went to, I tried my handout in modeling. And then from the modeling, it's like, even now, I don't know, you know, I have no idea. And so I'm always trying to figure out Colby, what do you want to do that would affect you, but affect other people yeah. as well, you know? And so I've recently had the uh the interest in doing a podcast. That Mm -hmm. way I can just sit down and get my thoughts out and have guests on and do all that kind of stuff, just like you're doing, dude.
0: Yeah. You know what we're doing right now, dude?
1: Exactly. That's what we're doing right now. And so, you know, I'm not I'm not exactly sure how to put the goals in place in order to make an impact like Jim Rohn. And that's a great question because if you ask me that in another three to six months, I think I'll have a better answer. Just just cause like right now and hold me accountable to it. Yeah, I will. But like right now my life, like I told you earlier is kind of in shambles. I'm just trying to, it's, it's so under construction. I'm not afraid to admit that I don't have everything um, Mm -hmm. put together. I'm not, you know, a hundred percent where I need to be or want to be Um, all that kind of stuff. But, uh, but yeah, I'm totally cool with admitting that. So not exactly sure what type of goal I need to implement right now to be the, uh, to lead a legacy like Jim Rohn.
0: Yeah, but we'll we'll touch we'll touch back in. He'll probably be back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then, oh, dude, I'm the accountability king. I I'll hold i hold your ass accountable. Good man. Um, so let's talk about modeling. Was that just you? Did you do it as a kid? How did you first get into that?
1: Yeah, dude. So when I first started out, I, I got scouted at uh, where I used to work. Um, I got scouted at a restaurant <laughs> okay. over here actually I could say it right like if you want yeah yeah I, I used to work at smoke on the water uh, okay. as a server right down uh, right downtown over here and I was serving and uh, th- there was this girl that was sitting down and she kept she kept looking at me and I was like okay she's probably just I don't know I think I'm cute or something and so just staring at me right. And so I kept walking by, kept walking by. I'm just being respectful, whatever. Just kind of like looking at her out of my peripherals and whatnot. And all of a sudden she's like one time I walked by her. She's like, Hey, come here. And I was like, okay, here it goes. I'm at work. What, like what's going on? And she goes, first thing she says, who are you signed by? I said, signed by, she's like, yeah. Who do you model for? I said, Whoa, uh, I don't model for anybody right now, currently, um, but I would love to try my hand at it. I had no idea who she was. You know what I'm saying? I thought she just was, like, somebody coming through and, you know, whatever. I thought she was some random girl. And uh, she's like, well, I'm a scout for, you know, modeling agency in North Carolina. And she told me the, the agency, and I was like, oh, my gosh, that's so crazy. Because, like, two weeks prior to her coming to my existence, yeah. I had sent a this agency a DM. Oh really? With all of my sizes. Dude, that's perfect. Height everything, right? And they didn't answer. Didn't even leave me on red. They just didn't, didn't even answer. <laughs> so at that yeah. point I, I fi- like I base my self-worth on the fact that I'll never be a model because they didn't answer my from one DM. <laughs> from one DM. <laughs> and so and so that's I, a
0: lesson right there. Don't base your worth on one attempt ever exactly Please, because yeah.
1: you never know dude and, and this is the thing just to put it in perspective i had a couple people that i know or knew at the time that were signed to this agency and they were you know i i like trust and respect these people and so i was like yo i, I want to get signed by this agency and mm-hmm. so I was like doing everything I could. I was trying to talk to all the the male models that were already on the agency, you know, crossing all my T's and dying all my I's doing everything I could. And so finally um, I I sent them a DM and they didn't answer. And so, like I said, I based myself worth off, off on that. And I was like, okay, fine. I'm just not good enough. I'm not, I'm not, I'm never going to make it. Like if, if this one agency doesn't answer me, then I'll mm. never make it, you know? And so, little did i know two weeks later a good friend of That's mine something. now she walks in and she's like hey we pretty much you know this agency she she worked for that agency mm-hmm. and she was like they would love you you need to go and you need you need to try your hand out and, and see and it was funny because it was a thursday that we met and i was leaving that next monday for a 12 day cruise with my dad, just my dad and I. We That's were a going long to the time. Korean. Yeah, man. And so Thursday she goes, okay, we need to shoot. She goes, what are you doing Sunday? So we we we, uh, we shot on Sunday for like two hours over at Tandem and TR. Have you been there
0: yet? I have not. The crepe place? Oh, the crepe place. I have been there. Out. You got to check it. Oh, okay. I've yeah. been there once. It's
1: amazing. Yeah, the lumberjack is <laughs> the best meal there. <laughs> Anyways, um, but yeah, so we go over there, we shoot, and she ends up telling me you know, um, great photo shoot. Everything went well. She ends up telling me, she goes, okay, well, the standard procedure that it works is uh, if you, you know, we shoot, I'll send the pictures in and they'll get back to us within a month. You know, give them like three weeks to a month. And I was like, okay, cool. I'm, I got a 12 day cruise that I'm going on. I got plenty of time to wait. I want to be on island time. I don't care. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? No worries at all. And so she was like, yeah, yeah, they'll get back to you um, and let me know. But she's like, if I hear anything else before that, I'll let you know as well. So cool. So Monday comes, we we fly up to New York, or we go up to New York, and uh, or I flew up to New York, and I we caught the bus up there and in, in, uh, in New York, and we went to the where we were supposed to go, and we get on the cruise ship. Through the first three days, we're at sea, so yeah. literally just at sea. So we're just stuffing our faces and working out all day because we <laughs> we're just cooped up in the ship. Yeah, and so we get to San Juan, Puerto Rico, our first ship. First at the first site of cell service. I started getting hit so hard with just text, 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 mm-hmm. text, text. And one of the texts in that was um, the scout who had been, you know, who who I had um, done the shoot with. And she literally, it was like all caps, Colby, you need to answer this message. Contact me as soon as possible. Directions <laughs> wants to meet with you. That's, that was the name of the agency. Uh-huh. Directions wants to meet with you. And I freaked out on the ship, dude. I freaked out. I was like, oh, this is it. I was like, this is it. I've made it. I was like, (laughs) oh my gosh, dad. Like (laughs) I'm going to get signed from them. Like not having an, i not having a clue that I would get signed, you know? Mm -hmm. And uh, so my dad was super happy. I was stoked and all this. And it was, I had this sense of anxiety because like it was the, it was the first actual day. Sorry about that. (laughs) It was the first actual day. Um, that we were on the cruise. So I had literally 11 more days to be on the cruise and I just like wanted to get home and like sign if I was going to do it. That's (laughs) a long
0: time. It's a
1: long time to anticipate possibly signing or not signing to an agency, (laughs) Um, but yeah, that was, and I came back and I, I ended up having a meeting like, like the following Monday or something like that. And then we signed. Um, and it was awesome, dude. It was super cool. So I've been doing that for a while. So you're still signed with them. I'm not signed with them anymore. I'm signed with a different agency called, uh, MP management in Atlanta. They're actually, they're international agency and, um, they're super cool. But, uh, but yeah, dude, modeling has been great. But the only, like the thing is, if I'm, if, if I'm to be honest with you, I've told Mm -hmm. like a few people about this. Um, so it's going to be pretty, uh, pretty crazy Mm -hmm. bulletin board to say it on this podcast. Mm Um, I'm probably going to step out for a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm probably going to step out for a while because I have this thing. I don't know. I, I just get caught up in the signed model thing. You know what I'm saying? And I've, I've had such an ego around it and mm. I really haven't done too much with them here uh, lately at all, but like I get so wrapped up in it and I feel like it's kind of to bash myself for a second, but I feel like, partly why I'm still signed is just so I can go around it like for the social aspect of it hmm. and so I can have my friends tell other people that I'm a signed model you know what I'm saying and that's that's something that I'm guilty of for sure
0: props for admitting that dude
1: yeah and, and that's definitely it's it's a tough thing to admit because you don't ever want your ego to get in the way of stuff like that but like I mean just the other day I was at we were at Golf. um and
0: for a modeling party or what no no no
1: no. it was just uh the core
0: people okay core people homies yeah. friends yeah, yeah,
1: homies. Yeah. So we we're <laughs> we were all at Top Golf and uh our server comes over and he's like and he told one of our one of my buddy, good buddy that was there, he he pulled him aside and he was like, Dude, you guys there was like eight of us. He was like, dude, what are you what do you guys all do? You guys look like you're like famous or something. Like you guys <laughs> look like you're somebody.
0: Yeah. Just beautiful. Like well-dressed fit well, people.
1: Well, yeah, it, it was, it was more so just the fitness aspect of it. Cause mm-hmm. we all, we all wear like fitness stuff and and the guys like me, not so much. I just wear like, you know, uh, like fashionable clothes and stuff like that. But I had just come from the gym. So I was still in my, my fitness stuff and, and the guy pulled him aside, uh, pulled Marcus aside. And he was like, dude, what do you guys all do? And, and we were just telling him, He's going down the line, telling them, you know, telling them what we all do. And, and, um, and then Marcus got to me and he said, oh yeah, that guy right there, he's a model. Mm. And to me, I'm like in my head, like, cause then our server who, who Marcus was, who asked the question, Marcus was talking to our server came over to me and talked to me about it. And I just kind of felt, I kind of felt guilty. You know what I'm saying? I kind of felt guilty. I was like, damn, like uh, it's cool, but I don't care about it. As much as I make people think that I care about it. You know what I'm saying? I would much rather sit here and talk genuinely with you and not give a shit about modeling. Um, you're good. Can I swear on that? Yeah, okay. For sure. Okay, cool, cool. People ask that every time you're good. Yeah, yeah. And so I would much rather do that than attribute my name to, oh, yeah, that's Colby. He's a model. You know, that's Colby. He's a model. That guy right there, he's a model, you know, because, like, to me, there's such a stigma okay, number one, he's he's a, he's dumb. Uh, number two, he's just good looking. And mm. number three, there's probably no, there's, he's not, you know, you can't really get into a deep conversation or intellectual conversation with him mm. at all. So, I mean, I feel like the the social stigma around being a model can be really good or really bad.
0: I think, know? yeah, I mean, obviously do whatever you want to do. I think it'd be cool if somehow you were, like a very successful, well-known model, mm-hmm. and then you did have conversations like that. Yeah, you know, like I think it'd be cool if athletes or, like, do you know what Jada Pinkett Smith is doing? Have you ever watched Red Table Talk? No, on I haven't. Facebook. But she has a. She, does you would love it. Podcast. So podcast? it's yeah, it's because it, Will's it's doing visual. a vlog, bro. Will has yeah. a freaking vlog. Yeah. yeah. Like, so what? Right, and sh- they talk about this, like basically what we're talking about. Yeah. Um with but it's three generations, so it 's her mom and Willow, her daughter, okay, so Super three cool. generations of women talking it 's a really cool show that 's awesome, but and I wish people miss more people did that because, yeah, we love Tim Ferriss. yeah, we love yeah, Tim Ferriss. Aub- Aubrey Bo. Marcus, you know, right. like these types of people, but they 're not famous they 're successful because of the personal development right. and their books it 's not because like. Unfortunately, the world looks at people like, I don't know, I'm trying to think who, like if Kim Kardashian were to, uh, see, that's the thing. Like if she were to have a conversation, I don't think people would have like take her seriously, Uh but that's like up to her, you know? So I think it'd be cool if someone like that, of that high caliber, like even if Kanye West like came and just chatted, you know, yeah. I think Joe Rogan's trying to get Kanye too. Of, like, let's just sit down and, like, have a conversation. Like, right. no, let don't me try and decide do it. for myself. Yeah. Don't and try me. and just, like, do it for publicity or to try and sell records. Just be real. Right.
1: Strip everything. Mm-hmm. You know, have, like, a naked conversation. <laughs> Not literally, but, like, you could. Just, uh, just an, yeah, hey, you, dude, you, you, you maybe could that's that. what your podcast I mean, is. That could be a podcast <laughs> idea.
0: Oh, Ooh, man. That'd be, like, it'd be hilarious. Actually, and you could call it stripped. Oh, man. And it could be double meaning, like, Obviously, you're naked.
1: <laughs> yeah, but the conversation. Oh
0: man. And it could be. Re-
1: <laughs> I'll probably yes, skip out on that idea, but I'm definitely, uh, I'm definitely still in it for the uh, in the market for for a developing For a conversation. A yeah, 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 yeah. I at least just want to talk. Um.
0: Okay, dude. So I do this part of my show where I call scroll my soul. Woo. Oh yeah, baby. That sounds juicy. Oh, it's very juicy. So what what that means is for the conversations. From the podcast, from the books, anything that I get inspired by, I keep a running list. And then when we do podcasts, I randomly scroll through and I select a passage for you. I read it and then I just tell me an experience that it reminds you of, how you resonate with it, just anything it makes you think of. Cool? Cool. So we're going to scroll through here. Let's see what I got. Let's see. This is live. Usually I have it prepared, dude, but we're just... No, you're good, bro. Um... I feel like it's a, um,
1: what is it? A job interview. Name a a time when you felt overwhelmed.
0: (laughs) This is interesting. Okay. I haven't read this one back. Love cannot be imported. Happiness cannot be imported. They can only be exported. So that's a bit wild. You know, that's a bit... (laughs) Your face only people...
1: (laughs) I don't even know how to yeah. perceive that. So essentially
0: what that means, right? Love cannot be imported, happiness cannot be imported. They can only be exported. So what that means is it
1: comes from within and it has to be yes. it has to be
0: exemplified. Mm-hmm. Like I got a new couch delivered today
1: that I'm leaning on currently. <laughs> so it's perfect timing. Yeah, like
0: it's not giving like it's yeah, sweet, I have a couch now, but it's not like like importing happiness into me. It's like, I have to be the one right. giving it. Right. Exactly. And like, even going back to, um, whether it's breakups or any kind of loss or hard time, whatever it is, I, you oh, you're talking about affirmations. That's what, why it reminded me of. And one thing I've been tr- focusing on lately while I've go- been going through this difficult time is I give love and rejoice in others happiness Mm -hmm. and so for me I felt like I was being jealous or insecure of this girl but also other people too I feel like I've been this been this way in my life like an anti-abundance mindset like it's limited that only like I will only get ahead by not tearing people down, but kind of overly competitive in a way mm-hmm. like because they're successful. I can't be successful too. Like I would right. never do anything. Like there's
1: no room for you to be successful yeah. if they're successful. Yeah. yeah. Which is totally contrary. Right. To the and even truth.
0: like watching me, like a couple people have been doing challenges. Like I've been watching some challenges yeah. pop up yeah. like on social media, like yeah. Tom Bilyeu is doing weekly challenges now. Okay. And I'm like, what the hell? Like they're ruining my thing, but yeah. I'm like, no, Ben, you can do it too. Right. You know, like be happy for other people finding those challenges. Hopefully they find you too and rejoice in everyone's happiness. Exactly. Like everyone, everyone deserves to be happy. Yeah. You have to earn it. Yeah. You need to go inward, but I truly want to celebrate people's happiness. Right. And so that's what kind of this means to me is like, I'm going to export happiness. I'm going to be the light for people. Yeah. Like I got to start with me first. I'm going to freaking rejoice for other people too.
1: I feel like that's also part of being mindful. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because if you're, because so many of us get caught up in our own shit, the, our own stuff, you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Things that, things that I have to get done, I don't care about anything that you have to get done with your life or what you're going through. You know what I'm saying? It's so true. And, and, and yeah. selfishly I can admit that in in my life, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Like even with my family, a lot of times I don't have time to worry about what my family is doing. I don't have that's time to true, worry. Man. And it sucks. Like, I hate to admit that. And hopefully some of you can connect, you know, like some of your listeners can like mm-hmm. kind of reason with me on that. And, and I don't sound like a douche, <laughs> but like that's because we're all so caught up in our own lives and what's going on that we don't even take this. The, we don't even stop to take the second to celebrate the fact that you know, our sister might've just got accepted into the college that she wanted to get accepted into and, or, or somebody might've just, you know, won a basketball tournament or Mm something like small victory, like small victories to us, but huge victories to others. Mm -hmm. And if you're just there to celebrate them and be willing to rejoice in it with them, then that's so much more, it makes the time so much richer, you know? But, but like we're that. like emotionally unavailable for that stuff if it doesn't impact our lives immediately, you know? And I feel like the social media construct is such a big, you know, host and, and reason why that is because our, our attention spans are so ephemeral nowadays mm. it's, it's here and it's gone, you know?
0: Yeah, dude, that might be the challenge this week actually is to celebrate other people. Yeah. Somehow,
1: dude that would be amazing and i i try to do this but it would break my bank even more <laughs> than it than it does but like i try to pay for the person behind me like at fast food or or whatever um but i've actually challenged myself recently not to go to fast food for like the last couple of weeks but i did i last did you i did <laughs> i did go last night to mcdonald's because i was watching a youtube video yeah. <laughs> and it inspired not inspired yeah we'll call it inspired yeah. it, it inspired me to go to mcdonald's and and just binge myself Uh, but yeah, man, I mean, and stuff like, stuff like that, man, just celebrating people, people's lives and, and maybe not even celebrating something that they do, but just celebrating people. You know what I'm saying? Celebrating a person in your life. I like that. their existence. Hey, literally uh, just going to them and saying, Hey man, this is going to sound weird, but I'm just glad that you're alive instead of, I'm glad to have you like, they don't need
0: to do anything.
1: Nothing. They're they're
0: already doing something for being here. They're just being, being. That's it.
1: They're human like being. Celebrating somebody. Celebrating someone for their life. Like, I have friends in my life and people in my life that I'm like, well, how do I, how do I, like, give back to them? How do I say, you know, what do I do? And it's not always the tangible things that you do. It's not always the tickets that you buy them. It's not always the, the, the whatever that you might buy them with money. It's, like, mm. literally sometimes, like, the person that I am, dude, it's much more impactful to have a genuine conversation than a lot of other options out there. You know, yep. So like someone coming up, someone coming up to me and just being like, Hey man, I'm just, I'm glad you're alive. Like, I'm glad you exist. I'm just thankful for your existence. Like that to me is a little bit more impressionable.
0: Well, my dude, I am happy you're alive. I'm happy you're alive,
1: man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm definitely happy you're alive.
0: We just had a broment right there, yeah. but genuinely in all seriousness, I am happy you're alive. Appreciate it, man. And I'm happy that that I met you. Thank you for being vulnerable and honest and willing to have this conversation. It's not easy, um, but it provides so much value. And I hope people can be vulnerable. Like, vulnerability is a strength, man. Mm. It really is. There's so much power in that to, like, live your truth and not be held back. The more I, like, admit my weaknesses, the more I overcome them. Right
1: and it's, it's so contrary to masculinity though. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? it's like men, especially vulnerable is like the complete opposite of what we aspire to be. But the thing is, you know, just like you, like before off camera or off podcast, you were Mm -hmm. telling, you were telling me earlier, man, like I have challenged myself to become vulnerable, Mm -hmm. you know? And I think that, I think it, Some of us, it shouldn't even come to be, you know, challenging ourselves because we're, we're so conditioned to be tough, to be tough and to not cry and all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. But I think that when, when you actually put things into perspective and don't bottle things up, like most, most of us are taught, stuff gets handled right then and there.
0: Yep. Just take care of it right then and there.
1: Yeah. No matter what it might be. I mean, dude breakups even we've been you know kind of talking about that a lot but Mm -hmm. like dude breakups like take care of it don't bottle stuff up don't not talk to your family don't not talk to your friends talk Mm -hmm. man you're going through some shit okay like everybody in the world has going has gone through something or is going through something currently you're going through some shit man talk about it expel you know cleanse you know i mean (laughs) I like to relate this to like a juice cleanse, even mm-hmm. though this is weird, but a bit bear with me here. Like when you're, when you're feeling bad and you, you juice cleanse, like you do a juice cleanse, dude, that cleanse gets all the toxic crap and flushes yeah. it to the surface. It gets yeah. it out, you know? And, uh, I'm just a nerd on that. I'm sorry that I did it. My dad has, has juiced for us since we were little kids. Dude, so I love that. I know all no wonder all that, you're a,
0: that such a good-looking model, dude. It's, oh, it's the juice stop. from no. your dad.
1: <laughs> the, uh, no, the nutrients, bro. Nutrient-rich. <laughs> but, uh, but, no, yeah. I mean, that's, that, that's how it is, man. If you cleanse yourself, you know, mm-hmm. like something happens to you, bro. Something happens. You break up or you get turned down or you get stood up. And you just bottle that down and you bottle that down and you bottle something else down and you bottle something else down. Guess what happens? Nine times out of 10 at one moment, you're going to explode and something's going to happen. Someone's going to get hurt. You're going to hurt yourself or something. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. That could have all been avoided if you were just vulnerable to start with and you asked for help or you just had somebody to talk to, you know?
0: Love it, dude. So, well, boom. Do you have any other last words of advice to part on us for now?
1: I love you all. No, <laughs> uh, last words of advice, man. I I feel like I shouldn't be giving too much advice, or just any recent thoughts,
0: but, or just anything that you've learned.
1: Something that keeps mm. popping up in my head that I need to take and run with it. Mm-hmm. I'll I'll give you a I'll give you a quote, and I think it's Jim Rohn. Don't quote me if it isn't. <laughs> um, but this is what I need to put it put into perspective now in my life and actually w- run with it is you don't have to start you don't have to be great to start but you have to start to be great and yep. that's so simple and it seems so menial but
0: just start man just, just go
1: start wherever you are just do it Just go, just, just get, get out there. Stop saying, oh, I need this camera. I need that camera Mm -hmm. or I need this. Like if you're a beauty blogger or whatever, oh, I need this palette. I need that, Mm -hmm. whatever it might be. Or I need X, Y, and Z. No, just start with what you have, where you at. Dude, we're literally sitting Mm -hmm. in your living room right now, obviously in a luxury apartment. So (laughs) it's half the battle, but (laughs) we're sitting on the floor. I have a chair holding up this microphone and your laptop is sitting at the coffee table. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? I wouldn't say it's a divine setup for a podcast, but mm-hmm. it works. It yep. works, and people are going to hear this podcast. People are going to hear this episode, and hopefully hopefully, at the end of the day, all it could do is, is, is touch people. You know what I'm saying? Is help, maybe, maybe help some people. And if it doesn't help anybody, at least it helped us. <laughs> <laughs> so
0: that's that all definitely helped me. That's good, dude. That was awesome, dude. Way to end it. Well, brother, thank you, sir. I appreciate it.
1: Yeah, thank you so much for having me on, man. I appreciate your time, and uh, we have to do this again sometime, as soon as possible, for sure. (laughs) So I need to get used to this. Tomorrow, maybe. All
0: right. All right, dude. Thanks, y'all. Adios. All right, y'all. Hope you enjoyed that convo with Colby. I linked his Instagram handle in the show notes, so go make sure, check him out, give him a follow. This week's challenge is inspired by handwritten, and we want to celebrate others this week. Um, this was inspired also by the combo with Colby that you just heard not necessarily their actions but their existence and for their being just simply being in your life not for something they do or didn't do just a genuine thank you having a conversation, giving them a phone call thank them for simply being a gift in your life that's what we want to do and handwritten what they do is you can type your message you know a long page Two pages, three pages, and then they'll actually handwrite it for you. So that's a pretty dope idea. And I would love to see your videos or a picture of how you're thanking people. This is a really important thing. So thank someone for just being them. That is the challenge this week, and there are a few ways you can report back once you complete this challenge. You can post on Facebook or Instagram using hashtag link chat challenge, tag me in your stories or use the Goal Link Hotline. The hotline is designed for those who want to remain anonymous or don't have social media, but still desire a form of accountability. To use the hotline, call 385-626-0525 and follow the instructions. Follow us at Golink Group. My name is Ben. I would love to hear from you every single week. You guys make my week, make my days. I love you all, and this is The Goal Link Show.